Yo, 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 it's the 1409 podcast. I go by the name of KT. The boy Gualamese World. Hey, man, we finally in episode 141. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Well, we finally in episode 141. We got a we got a special guest in here for the second time. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Pure Money himself, Pure Money Gang. You know what I'm saying? Gathering and networking genuinely. And you know it. You know what I'm saying? We got seven-figure coach in here out of out of Maryland, the DMV area. You know what I'm saying? We got Mr. Mr. Dr. Travis Davis in here. How you doing, sir? What's going on, my brothers? How are y'all? I'm happy to be back. Blessing the stage yet again. Delivering some information to the people. For sure. Yes, you see how KT gave you that good church intro? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The it's Reverend Brooke, the doctor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he gave that good. He gave that good church intro. <laughs> you got. You got to have a, a a good intro person on your team every now and then. It makes things real good. Right. Hey. <laughs> hey, more intros to come. More intros to come for sure. For sure. And you know that. I need to move this light. Now. Anywho, we got the intro out of the way. Let's get to the. Everybody, what you taking? What you taking? A shot of water? Yeah. <laughs> Some apple juice, something with a little bite on the end. <laughs> <laughs> sparkling cider. Uh, look, so, so last time I didn't have any liquor for y'all. This time, you know, um, I got some light skin. I take shots of light skin. Light what skin. you? What you want to take a shot to? Mmm. Mmm. Uh, matter of fact, we're going to take a shot to the government. We're going to take a shot to the government and all of the possibilities that are coming um, ahead of us in these next four years. For sure, for sure. All right, all right let's get to it. Hey, man, whenever I come on the show with the red solo cup, that means I already been sipping before I came on the show. <laughs> I couldn't sit. I couldn't sip. I had to focus, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, had to, I had to do some stuff that requires some focus, but this this requires nah. focus, but we have fun over here, so it's all good. <laughs> Gotta be able to multitask. Thanks. I heard you talking about that light skin, man. We do a little something like that down here. We call it Patronacy, though. Patronity. Patronacy. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> you like that? I like that name. Patronacy. Like yeah. <laughs> See, look, man, it's a perfect combination. I don't know why more people don't do it. You know, it really, it, yeah. it, it brings the energy in you. Uh, yeah. All right. Now, let's get some trivia going here. We're going to do a little trivia. Mm. Let me see what I got for you. Uh, hey, you trying to help me, man? I don't know the answers to everything. <laughs> <laughs> keep the young people around you. They can keep you up to date. Nah, he ain't gonna know this one. I don't think. What year did the movie Training Day? No, oh, that's my movie too. <laughs> oh, you don't know when it came out. You don't know when Training Day came out. I don't, can I get? Can I get a couple of hints? It's two thousand or something. <laughs> I don't go with two thousand one. Oh, hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> in there, in there. I knew it was. I knew it was somewhere around them early two thousand. That's my movie. 
Yeah, that's the that's the one right there. I was in like fourth grade when that came out. <laughs> yeah. but you got, hey, you got surgical with that answer. Is that got surgical with that? You got surgical with that answer. <laughs> because Denzel, my guy, is kind of that's actually the only um movie artist that I spend money to go see in the movie theaters. Anybody else like I'm gonna catch it some other way, but I'm not going to the movie theater. Yeah, you know. we we ain't gonna ask you what ways, but then we workers and blunt piracy at an all time high. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they got the, the government got other shit they need to worry about other than piracy. You know right. They yeah. do got some other problems. They, they plenty of other problems. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you mad at me I took the time to research how to watch the movie. You know, doing, doing, doing that little work on the internet, doing that research. They can't be so bad. Little links drop in, you know what I'm saying? You know how you know how it go. I figure you gotta you gotta be like uh farming a whole apartment complex or something if they come bother you. You know, one little one little house on the corner. I ain't I ain't big enough. You know, you know how it was back in the day, the line wire days though. Oh. Was. <laughs> hey man, do you remember uh CD? I don't even remember CDs like if somebody give me a CD, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh yeah, my car ain't got no CD player. <laughs> Look, when I was growing up, I had a case because LimeWire, you know, uh, you burn all your music on there, so you got all the labels. I was actually, I used to actually sell CDs to people in school based off the songs they wanted to hear. That was life back then. I don't even think that yeah. you can't even sell mix nothing no more. I don't think everybody's streaming something. You know, you know what, man, down here, this is still a thing, man. You go in some of like the gas stations and they have CDs, like, like how we used to burn them at the counter. Like, who is buying this, bro? Like, I have a whole Apple Music subscription. I'm not buying this. <laughs> like, who, who are buying these? They were like $4.99. Yeah. yeah I want to know who's spending $4.99 for those, those CDs. You can the CD. I don't know how to play it. <laughs> Man, I ain't got nothing. I'm thinking about it. I have nothing that takes a CD. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get Apple Music for $4.99 if you got a college email. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a gym right there. People don't know that. That is a gym. That <laughs> is a gym. You know, I was actually thinking the other day, right? A lot of people could save money. Say if you get like 25 people together, <clears throat> if all y'all put your money in and Got like the fancy package of cable or whatnot. I mean, everybody get access, share the login, and everybody's essentially probably paying like ten dollars. Yeah, and just share everything. They don't know no better until they catch up um, to licenses. But the the cable companies haven't picked up. I know because I use everybody's codes. So I don't pay for that. <laughs> oh, Casey, you know that that remind me of Whoa, remember what? back in the, remember back in the G. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you can tell that story. That they ain't no proof of that, so you can tell you can tell. Yeah, man. Back in the day, uh, KT was working for the uh, the, dish, <laughs> the satellite. Oh, I ain't gonna call it name. I kind of said it, but he's working for the satellite company. You know what I'm saying? My my parents had the uh, at their crib. They had the one with like the multiple boxes and shit. So I just <laughs> took one box. 
to my crib and he came through and set it up. So I had like everything they had for the free. <laughs> uh, yeah, all you gotta do is uh, point that dish in the right direction. Point that motherfucker southeast. <laughs> <laughs> Clear view of the south- southeastern sky. Good. <laughs> But <laughs> I I got a nice one for you in college, man. Um, the cable man was in an apartment building fixing somebody's cable, but the boxes was in the hallway, like the actual unit for everybody's cable. He left it open. I ended up taking the key because I realized anytime they cut your cable off, they just put like this special little clip right there. And if you got the key to it, you can just pop the clip off, plug everything back in, and you got cable. So uh, the whole apartment complex and the one across, I was giving people cable for a hundred dollars. Like, yo, you give me a hundred dollars, I can give you cable. You give me twenty four hours, I gotta wait to make sure the cable man ain't there. Then boom, <laughs> and I'd be like, yo, if anybody calls the cable man, call me so I can come unplug everybody's cable, put it back in the door. Like, ain't nobody got cable. Then boom, we good. And <laughs> you was hustling. Since, since since you've been hustling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always say if something has a system in it, it's meant to be broke or figured out. So it's a whole lot of systems out here. <laughs> Breaking codes. <laughs> exactly. That's the computer in me. The computer nerd. Yeah, yeah, man. We talked about the government. Shit. Let's uh, talk about this. Uh, what, how can we benefit from the government? We know how the government can benefit from us, but how can we benefit from the government? Man, that that that's the question right there. I like how you said that um, because they do benefit a lot off of our taxpaying dollars. Uh, and honestly, as a W-2, so as long as you stay a W-2 employee, it's not really too many benefits that you can um, orchestrate because... Um, I mean, you just have no rights as a W-2 employee, so you have to essentially live through the system that they tell you to. So when you flip over into a business, all right, so you're operating with an EIN, uh, there's things that you can do with your money now. Um, They're going to give you the raw money, and they expect you to pay the taxes that you owe. I like to say that the taxes you owe because uh, we don't overpay in taxes. Uh, we're we're literally going to do just the amount that they want us to pay, but you got to know how to do that. And um, that's what the government starts to open up. I mean, the more business you could do, the more perks you get. Everything that the government builds, if you listen to them, it's all about business because we have to hire employees. And I just told you the way the government makes money is all W-2 workers. So the better your business can grow, which means more revenue, as well as more employees, uh, they really want you to get up to 500 employees or as close as you can. So if you can get to that number, oh, you get all the perks in the world. They complain about the big boys all the time and like the stuff that they're not paying. I mean, I hear what they say, but it's not true. You know, um, companies do pay taxes. But again, if you if I make a, a billion dollars and you're giving me a, a loop, I don't even want to say a loophole. It's just you're giving me some rights to do something. Why wouldn't I take it? Like that's insanity. So I'm not. I never get mad at uh, the rich for paying lower in taxes to the face value. But I mean, if you add up and accumulate all the taxes that they pay in employees, then I mean they pay way more taxes than all of us. <laughs> 
Uh, and we all want to get there. So you, if you want to get to that number, you need to know how it operates in government uh, with taxes, policies, and laws. But the beauty about it, like if you start today with a business, um, you're a small business. So you can operate like a large, small business. You know, the words don't change. Small business is small business. It's us with our mindset that says that we're nobody, right? Like we're just a small business started from scratch. But when you play the game in the government on paper, it says you're a small business. You're just as powerful as the small business that has 400 employees. It's just you who you're telling yourself that you're not strong enough. So once you can understand this, we go operate like large, small businesses. I mean, uh, the the budget is $9.1 trillion of what it was in 2020. Um, here in 2021, as of today, they're over $7 trillion. I mean, they're on pace at about, I'm thinking they may end at about $11, $12 trillion for this year. And 23% of that must go to small businesses. You know, here goes this word play again. So you are a small business. If 23% of $9 trillion need to go to small business, I mean, get yourself involved in it. And it's not like, so to take a $3 trillion jump, they went from $6 trillion to $9 trillion during Corona. To make a $3 trillion jump like that, um, that's going to literally impact jobs. It's going to impact employment. It's going to impact communities. Uh, loans, all of this stuff happens and all of us have access to generate from it. We just got to go get it. That makes sense. You got to go get it. You got to go. You got to go get it. You got to go. You know get what it. they say? Where the money reside? Where the money reside? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and if you follow, the, you follow the president too. So, you know, the president has been claiming, you know, how he's a lot of people say how he's going to help the black people, but he always follows it up with the word minority and the word minority and government. OK, this is why I don't have my emotions when it comes to government. The word minority and government is anybody who's not a white male. So um, when they use these words on stages and stuff, they're usually saying it to people who don't really understand the business aspect of government. They understand the emotional aspect of it. So these words play off of emotions and people stop thinking clearly of how business operates. And they were never talking to the black people directly. They were talking to minorities, which once again is anybody who's not a white male. So that does include white females uh, who are minorities in the game of the government. So, you know, again, just understand who they talking to half the time and then um Whoever they talking to, I don't care who they talking to. We still going to just understand their rules, play by their rules, and go get our money back. Hey, so I learned something the other day, like regarding government contractors. So, as far as the Duns number, if you register for a Duns number as a government contract awardee, you get the Duns number faster than you would doing it regularly. That's that's something I learned. I was like, damn, you get that shit in one day instead of seven days, or. 30 days, you know what I'm saying? That's that's a benefit right there from just off of possibly being awarded a government contract. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the best way to go through that is just go to sam.gov. Uh, there'll be a, a tab right there that says getting started. 
and that's how you would go fill out your company. Again, you do have to do the IRS part, get your company EIN number first. But once you get all of that, go to sam.gov, um, get started, and it'll walk you through getting your DUNS number and your cage code. Uh, actually, DUNS lost a contract. Uh, they'll actually, for all these years, DUNS has been around. They're actually going to be done, I think, in like another two years. And it'll be the cage code that uh, the government's going by and no longer the DUNS number. So the DUNS is done with the government. I mean, it's still here. It's, it's, it's still active for right now. But yeah, it's, it's, it's about to be over with. I don't know what they did to mess up that contract. But that was done, a lot of money. <laughs> Done, 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 done it all. <laughs> done, 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 done. All right. So what are some other important steps that businesses need to do starting off? You mentioned they need to get straight with the IRS, get that EIN, you say get the case code or the DUNS number for now, but get the case code. What exactly is a case code? Uh, it's just it's it's essentially like the Duns number. Um, it's it's a code that the government can punch in and look up your company, and find out information about it. Uh, again, they're they have to check to make sure you don't make <laughs> over a certain amount of money. So you know, small business and large business, prime and and uh, well, I don't want to say prime, but large business, small business. Okay, small business is usually anybody a company that's under five hundred employees and making less than thirty million dollars consecutively. Uh, it really depends on the next code of your business, and uh, majority of us is we're not making anywhere near that amount of money. But also understand when they talk in small business on TV who they're talking to people making 20 million dollars 25 million dollars with 400 employees the ones that's not quite over the threshold but they right there that's who they're talking to when they say small business on the internet um and on media but the difference you know you, you don't want to play in that that large space i mean in in product sales people try to sell products to the government all the time you have to understand you could potentially sell a hundred million dollars to products to the government in one year and that'll knock you up to now playing with lockheed booze allen microsoft and you wasn't equipped for that <laughs> like you're not going to win a contract because you can't compete with the beast so you always want to make sure as you're going through this process um yes you want to make money but you don't want to make more money than a small business because, again, that's just a dangerous space to play in. And a lot of companies do it jumping in a government contract because the contracts are so large. They're just eager to win uh, and they don't realize on the back end. I mean, um, you just ended yourself after you know, three years of doing work because you can't compete. All right, so you said the next code. You didn't say the case code. I said it wrong, right? Or did you say case code too? No. So you get it. You get the next code and the cage code as you go through sam.gov and uh, get registered. It'll set you up for both of them. You can't get by it. All right, I got you. Yeah, I, uh, I'm familiar with the next code. I just uh, wasn't familiar with the cage code. So definitely dropping gems on here, nonetheless. <laughs> now, now your next code. Okay, so. Dunn's number cage code, that is for like your um, label for your company. They find you. Your NAICS code is for the actual work that you do. So mm -hmm. if you do painting, there's a NAICS code for that. 
myself, uh, I do IT. So 541-519, 541-213, and a list of others, like they fit IT work. So when the contracts come out, they're going to fall under that NAICS code. When I get awarded that contract, the government's going to check my DUNS number to see if I've won work under that NAICS code and if I've made more money than the threshold of what it says small businesses. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. A whole bunch of it's, it's a lot of numbers and abbreviations with the government, too. A whole lot of. Listen, if they get a long word, they're going to abbreviate it. I just, I don't know what it is about the government. They love abbreviations. Yeah, the acronyms are real. For real. Yeah, I, I can't keep up with all of them. <laughs> yeah, they could probably got like a, uh, like a glossary of all the different ones. Some of them might be the same acronym and mean something else. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It depends on what agency you're talking to. So, yeah. uh, you know, nice. every every agency turns into three letters. And then inside of every one of those agencies, they got like another three letter room. And then, you know, all of them are using three letters to describe something. And Department of Energy may describe a three letter uh, approach completely different to how DOD uses those three letters. So that's why it's always best to when doing government contracting not to try to work with the entire government. Like find one, I say three agencies max and learn them. Like they have a trillion dollars inside of it. It's more than enough money inside one agency uh, to change your life. So you don't need to figure out how to work with the entire government. Yeah, man, we had uh, we had a guest on here. She's a uh... Licensed massage therapist. She got government contracting through therapy. You know what I'm saying? That's that's dope. Like military like, one stop. What are some of the type of businesses that you have seen that have been awarded that have been awarded government contracts? Oh man, everything, you know. It's literally everything. Um, I, I consult to, uh, I, well, I've consulted to over 12 companies. Um, I currently have eight companies right now that I consult to. Uh, and when I say consult, so like I, I help them win the contracts and I get a percentage of the deal. Um, it's just the way that I like to operate. Some people don't like this space. We call it the middleman space. But with the middleman space, it enables me to do any and everything. Just like you're saying, you heard about that opportunity that that young lady won, and congratulations to her. Uh, but I could go technically win one of those contracts, right? I, I could go win one of those contracts and then sub it back to her and let her do the work. And all of a sudden, I do that work. How I stated earlier is just about paper. Can you make it make sense on paper? If it makes sense on paper, can't nobody tell me what I can't do? Like, Because the paper rewrite. If you tell me that what I have on paper doesn't fit and it does, I'm going to go to court. Like, I'm going to sue somebody. Somebody's going to pay for them telling me I'm a liar. I could be a liar, you know, which usually I really don't do that work, you know. But as long as I constructed my team correctly and I answered the questions like you want it 
and I can prove that I have the resources to perform. I mean, who are you to tell me I can't do it? Like this is again, this is this is like your brother, your sister, your cousin, um, your friends. Like, no, nah, you can't do that. So you think you can't do it? But no, no, I don't believe there's nothing that I can't do. Uh, so I mean, we've won plumbing contracts. I'm not a plumber. Um, uh, probably I want to say about seven, eight months ago. Well, right before Corona. Corona's been a little while. Uh, we did over $200,000 in iPads and iPhones to Prince George's County government. Um, you know, they can't purchase directly from the Fortune 500. So they have to go through somebody like me to go get the same laptops from HP, from Apple, from Dell. So you can literally sell that stuff. Uh, I've seen T-shirts. I had a, I had a client that sold um, over $900,000 in plain uh, white T-shirts to the Army. Um I've seen, uh, we really went heavy in PPE during the COVID times. I mean, the gloves, it's like Skittles, man. They, they're popping them off every second, throwing them away, just putting their hands in new boxes. I love the way that they're burning through PPE products. There's a whole lot of money there. Um, drones. So uh, I actually helped a few people win some contract with drones of just record. You know, um, flying a drone, recording the air land because they wanted to, uh, somebody had to survey the entire land. Only drones can do that. So, you know, something like Clubhouse, right? And this is literally what I do. I just listen to all the workers. The whole world knows how to go to work. That's how they taught us to operate. So when I'm in places like Clubhouse and all of these different types of things, going to meetups and events, I hear a bunch of people telling me how they want to work better. Right. Nobody ever is talking about how to start the business or how to create a solution that they could sell because they don't know how to sell themselves. They just know how to go to work. So instead, when I hear people talk, they're solving problems. They just don't understand that there's somebody out here with that problem. And then I just go find the person with that problem, put the two together and I'm the middleman. Get me paid and then I'll give you what you want on the back end. And um, I mean, hell, we could do fishing road. I mean, I've seen some of the craziest contracts that came across your mind. Uh, hell, they even pay you a quarter of a million dollars in a program called the SBIR program. It's a research program. They'll pay you a quarter of a million dollars to see if your thought can turn into reality. <laughs> I know a bunch of people who live off of this program. They just keep coming up with more thoughts once the, the previous quarter million dollars ran out. Like, ah, damn, we couldn't turn that one into a reality. New thought, new quarter of a million dollars. And they pay you a quarter of a million in four stages uh, because they want this idea to come uh, to intuition and they want first dibs. That's the reason why they're paying. Like, can we get first dibs if we help fund um, your research? So it's, it's, it's literally... The sky is the limit when it comes to government contracting. They don't know how to stream, right? Like, they don't know how to podcast. They don't know how to run ads. They don't know how to use social media accounts. Like, we're literally taking um, for granted the things that we're doing for ourselves each and every day, and the government needs this in bulk. <laughs> we ain't talking no $5,000 here. You know, we're talking millions of dollars. It's scary to a lot of people. Because you can't, most people don't fathom themselves going after a contract for two, three million dollars off one hit. 
they told us we got to work up the ladder to get to this. Hell no, we ain't no working up no ladder, man. Like, if you want $5 million a day, find out who has $5 million and don't stop till they give you the $5 million. It's the same energy. But I promise you somebody got $5 million. I guess no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And if somebody don't have $5 million, it's five people that have a million dollars. Like, just change up your target. And then one great target is the government. <laughs> Every agency got $5 million. I, I know it for sure. You know, it's it's actually on usaspending.gov that every agency has well over $5 million in exactly who has the money. I don't even have to guess about it. Another great thing about the government. I ain't got to guess where the money at. I can see it. It's, it's public. It's you know? pure. It's pure, too. Yeah, don't get no better than that. <laughs> Thanks. Pure money. Pure so, money. So this is uh this is my question. I, I tapped into your, your clubhouse on Clubhouse you was in on Houston, man. You had a lit in the morning. And um I caught a bit of I was at work, but I wanted to get more in depth. You know, it's like different levels of government. You know, you got your like local governments, you know, big government, small government type of deal. Is it like if it is a difference, what's the difference between landing those type of contracts? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, there's three levels to government. You have your federal, state, and local. Um, federal is big daddy. And you have to understand when you're thinking about contracts, because uh, I have people come to me like, yo, I want to do affordable housing, or you know, uh, I want to help the education system. You have to just take a moment and ask, whose problem is this, right? The education ain't Big Daddy's problem. That's your state's problem. You need to go talk to your state government and your local government because they have an issue. Big Daddy's not involved in that because if he makes a decision, it has to impact all his kids. So they don't want to make that type of decision when the son in Texas don't have that problem that you got in New York. Like, he, they don't have these issues. So that's the first thing is to understand like who really has your problem. Once you can get to that. Now, the money starts in the federal when you say pure money. Okay. I say I like my money pure because we're getting it straight off the printing machine. I mean, the Treasury Department got the damn printing machine. Money comes from the federal government and it trickles down to his kids. All right. So once it leaves federal, it's going to state government. Once it leaves state government, it goes to local government. All three of them have an EIN number. You know, they got to carry themselves just like businesses like we do. Again, that's why you can't get emotional about what's going on because it's all business at the end of the day. They got to file taxes like we got to file taxes. The books got to look right just like everybody else's books got to get right. So I can't get emotional about the decisions that go on with things. But literally now, the easiest method, I, I always say the easiest method to getting into contracting is local contracting first. And the reason why nine times out of 10, they're not giving contracts to local grown companies. So I'm following government, their policies and procedures. If you're giving 80% of the work, and I'm saying this because this was happening in Prince George's County, and I was able to take a lot of work. But if you're giving 80% of the work to non-county based companies to come into your county, the one that you pay taxes in to do business, then the county pays that company and the company goes 10 counties over and spends all the money in that county. That's not good business. 
And that's also not business that's right in the policies and procedures. But you have to understand that government is just a person, right? Like we, 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 we get confused and make the government bigger than what it is, but it's a person making a decision at the end of the day. And nine times out of 10, they weren't trained to make the proper decisions on everything. They came out of school like me and you. Like, they didn't go to school for cybersecurity and um, uh, engineering and electricity, but they got to make a billion dollar decision on all this stuff. So they make mistakes left and right. You can catch them up on this stuff, man. Like, if you make a mistake, I'm sorry you made a mistake, buddy, but you got to pay for that just like I would. You know, there's no excuses for me making mistakes. So a damn sure ain't no excuses for the government making mistakes. And your local government is making mistakes every day because they don't have the bandwidth and they don't have the knowledge and the resources right there. So you can literally, if you become the knowledge, the bandwidth and the resources to your local government, you can go knock on the door. Hey, <laughs> y'all got to start doing some things different around here. And your local elected official, their door is always open. That's that's one politician that you can go to their door right now. <laughs> and they have to listen to you. <laughs> you voted them in office. They work for you. That's why we want to talk to the elected officials. They work for us. So now we're saying, hey, I'm a local business. It's your job, local elected official, to make this local community grow. The only way, it's only one way to help local communities grow. That's to bring business to it. So people can get jobs. Those people can get taxed. So the local community can get paid in taxes. So the local government can give out more contracts, right? So more yeah. jobs get created, more investments get created. So if you understand this process, no emotions, right? Get yourself involved in it, right? Knock on some doors with them local officials. Show up to their uh, dinners. Go to their community service events. Don't just beg at their door when things aren't um, turning right. Like, go to them right now. And in a year from now, when they have that $2 million opportunity to do something, they're going to call you about it first because you was the one who was there when nobody else was. And trust me, a whole lot of people don't talk to their elected officials. I think my election official might, he might think I'm annoying as much as I talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> so is that kind of like the idea? I don't know if you remember this a few years back, uh, you know, with the security of like airlines, um, the government was trying to figure out a way to like effectively scan these people, but not make the TSA process be so long. Not, I think I saw something on the news. It was like on the local news. They was giving like, $250,000 for anybody who could come up with an idea to make like the TSA move smoother and faster for people that's traveling all the time. Yeah. You know, th things like this happen all the time because, you know, again, government is government. Um, there, th there's no, there's no school for this. So uh, they hire people in hopes to execute a vision. But again, they have a $5 billion vision. Like one person doesn't have a $5 billion. Like they don't have the skill sets to handle all $5 billion. I don't know one person who can um, handle $5 billion by themselves, skill set wise, right? They have to go put a team around them. 
Well, hell, I mean, the government has a team of people that they hire. And I don't know how many business owners out here we have, but uh, <laughs> you don't um, hit 100% every time you hire employees. God knows what you get. You just pray, you know, that you did make the right decision. So it's a lot of people in the government who are there that shouldn't be. And they look for industry, you know, how you say it, TSA, they have a system, a method that it's been operating, but for what's going on, it's slow. And these people who have had their ass sitting in there for the last 25 years getting paid six figures to never, ever look at this outdated system to update it for the possibilities of what could come, something came. And then they ask these old people like, hey, figure something out. They're like, hold on, man. Like, yeah, I didn't go to school for that. <laughs> so now you have to go to industry and spend a quarter of a million dollars for industry to find out because I damn sure ain't giving the government a break. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that ain't my fault. They, they ain't gonna give you no damn break, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got to pay for that. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned, I know you mentioned what the government's definition of a minority is. Can you speak about some of the benefits minorities may have as far as obtaining these government contracts? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so 23% of business with the government needs to go to uh, small business, which essentially is minority businesses. Um, and they have it broken down in a category. So you do have to get certifications in order to fit these categories. Now, I do want to say certifications don't get you contracts. Right. So you can just sign up in the SAM.gov and go get contracts. You don't need these certifications. These certifications help you to be strategic by using these small business uh, rules, because now when you have the cert, we go to the, something called the FAR, the Federal Acquisition Regulations, and they have to abide by the rules of how they say they're spending money to that small businesses in those different certifications. So don't quote me on the numbers right now, but let's say 5% goes into the 8A, um, small, the 8A certification set aside, which I don't advise anybody to get this certification if you do not know how to do government contracting already. If you haven't won contracts, do not go get that certification. It is the most powerful gun that you could possibly have in the government, but it has a time limit on it. And if you don't know how to use it, you'll burn up your time. And then your family can't go get this certification. It's like it, it's for one family. So you have to make sure you understand what you're doing so you don't mess it up and screw it up for complete wealth for your whole family. Uh, now, they have a women-owned certification. Um, again, ladies, I highly advise you, if you have a company, to go get this women-owned certification. Because if you pay attention to what the president has done with his cabinet, it's females everywhere, right? So the ladies, the women are going to make sure they fight for the women for the next four years to get contracts. There's a whole lot of stuff that's going to happen for women-owned set-aside businesses, all right? Um, you have your veteran-owned business. You have your service-disabled veteran-owned. And all of these are getting like 3%, 3%, 5% of that budget that needs to go to these certs. You have a hub zone um, cert which is usually in an um, underutilized area. Uh, your headquarters office needs to be in a hub zone. 
Um, and you need to employ a certain amount of people from any hub zone. Now, there's tricks to this, too. You know, um, I like to say the Walmart approach. This is what uh, <laughs> I've helped a couple companies to do this. Right. Since you have to make sure that your numbers work in this hub zone as far as your employees. Here's the problem. Right. Uh, if I go and win this. $10 million contract and I was in a hub zone and, you know, I go hire the people in an underutilized area. We just got this great contract. I'm not going to pay you $30,000. Like I won't pay you $80,000, like $90,000. Well, what the hell is the first thing people are taught to do? Keep up with the Joneses and get out the hood. Well, <laughs> that just messes up your numbers. Because now you don't have the workers living in the hub zone anymore. They moved. So we take the Walmart approach and we get old people, right? We we put old people in the front, let them be um, janitors, let them be receptionists, like let them do the most basic jobs. But I mean, you can get them for still uh, and they can be very valuable to your business because they do have a lot of uh, knowledge. They can help you grow. But I mean, you... you you could get them for a still and be able to fit that hub zone certification and keep the ball rolling. Um, other than that, I mean, those are the, the main certs that you can go out there and get. And then now again, you could take these certs and start to be strategic. So for instance, and I'm saying this for my ladies out there and this fits for any certification, but let's say, uh, and I do this with my, my group that I um, consult to, like we work together as a unit. So what happens is, let's say, uh, you know, I'm consulting to this women-owned company. We see an opportunity out there. And this white male company has been winning this opportunity for the last 20 years. I've researched it. I've seen he's been winning it for the last 20 years. To me, he has an inside track in the government, and they're doing something they're not supposed to. So I'm about to show up there, okay? So now I'm going to show up there with my women-owned company. We're going to find out everything, and then we're going to say we want to apply for this. Now, according to the FAR, they have something called the rule of two. If I show up with another women-owned company, and when I say I, I mean I just need another women-owned company to submit, okay? If they submit and I submit as a women-owned company, and this white male company submits, they have to give it to one of those women-owned companies. It's, it's, it's the far rule of two. They can't give it to that white male. If they do, we're going to court. So instead of showing up with two, I make sure that my squad, we show up with three. <laughs> a trick to this is literally, if I want to do an opportunity, I'm going to call up two of my friends. Hey, let me get the letterhead to your company. Okay. They'll e email me over the letterhead to their company. I'm going to put the A response on my letterhead. All right. I'm going to put the B minus response on my two friends letterheads that are also women owned companies. I'm going to send it back to them and say, hey, I need you to turn it into this person with this message in the email, this subject line, send it to them before noon. Now I know that I got three responses from women owned companies and I dare the government not to give it to one of them three. They should give it to me because I gave them the A plus response. But if they give it to one of the other two, that's cool, too, because they're just going to sub back to me because they never knew how to do the work anyways. So these are strategic ways that you can go about, you know, taking millions of dollars from people, literally taking money from people. Hey, man, you got you got this 
strategies for real, for real out here, man. What what are some of the what are some of the misconceptions about government contract? What are some of the things you hear that are completely untrue regarding government contracting? Man, that is a that's a great question right there. Uh, one of the biggest misconceptions is, you know, I don't have the skill sets to do it or the knowledge to do it. And again, I mean, that's that's just not true. Um, I I, I want to say about eighty percent of my contracts right now, I don't know what the hell my people are doing. Like, I have no clue about it. Don't want to know about it. Don't care to know about it. Uh, but that doesn't stop me from saying that my company can't do it because, again, at the end of the day, whatever I lack, I can go get. I can go hire somebody like and as long as I hire them and they know what the hell they're doing, I know how to do it. <laughs> I could cut a person's heart open right now. I, I could literally go get a contract to cut somebody open as long as I got the doctor on my team. How do I do it? I just get his resume. Like, hey, bro, give me your resume. <laughs> Now I could just write on the paper, have the doctor give the technical response of how he would cut, cut the person open. I put it in, package it up with my company's name on it and submit it. And they say, damn, that company knows how to cut people open. Give them the contract, right? So these are things that, you know, um, you have to literally stop lying to yourself. You know, um, another thing people say, we don't have the money, right? Because they may come across these large contracts and like, we don't have the money. Again, that's just not true. <laughs> Whatever you lack, you can go get. Trust me. You come to me with a $5 million contract, I can get you some money. <laughs> now, yes, you're going to have to pay some other people some of your money, okay? Because you didn't have the money. So in order to get money from somebody, you got to pay them some money. Like, there's this thing called business that needs to happen. But... I mean, again, if you never had the money, why why wouldn't I break bread with somebody for a $5 million contract that could give me, I don't know, $900,000, $1.3 million in return, even after I pay everybody out? Like, people have too much greed, and that's what blocks them from government contracting as well. And the other thing is just government. Like, the word government scares our people. A lot of stuff has happened back in the day when you associate government and black people. And the biggest thing that I try to tell everybody, and I mean, uh, some people may get mad at me again, but bro, I, I, I can't hear about slavery. Like I, I cannot listen to the fear factors of what has happened back in the day. All I can tell you is ain't nobody touching me today. <laughs> I, I, can, I can promise you none of that stuff that happened back in the day will ever happen right now, but we have a problem happening right now. And as long as they keep telling us that stuff back in the day, I can't focus on today's problems because you scare me, government. You know, But I'm trying to tell you like the government's not that scary because once you realize the government is a person, <laughs> they make mistakes left and right, man. I mean, they're stupid. His name I mean, that's what the government name is, ain't it? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying everybody in the government is stupid, but as a whole, you know, they make a lot of bad decisions and bad choices. And they're people just like me and you. So if you can understand that, you remove the fear of working with these people. <laughs> and now you start to look at them like, hold on, bro. Like, 
You literally are just somebody sitting behind a desk with a piece of paper that controls my livelihood. <laughs> that stroke of a pen can change my life and could change my entire family's wealth structure. So I don't have time to pay attention to what you're talking about happening in 1902. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I can tell you right now today in 2021, if we do not start going to go get our contracts from this government, and if we don't start creating our own businesses to get these contracts from this government, we're going to keep relying on our counterparts to create for us. And we cannot get mad at somebody not creating something that they can't see. <laughs> they don't live in our communities, man. They, they don't really know what the hell goes on in our communities each and every day. But it's our job to say, OK, I'm, I'm tired of asking you for everything. We're going to build our own. And I challenge everybody to do that because I took this Fortune 500 approach. If you could tell me the owner of the Fortune 500 company and what he does day to day work, hands on work in the company to produce the income, then I'll give you a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? But you can't because you don't even know where his ass is at or her ass is at. They may be in a beach or island or somewhere. We are the knowledge base behind running them companies. <laughs> We are the ones who operate them things and post them on social media and make them bitches sell. Like we are the ones building the best spaceships, rockets, and all of this stuff. It's not the owner. So if you can understand that, man, we have to come together and go build our own businesses and go hire our own resources. And I'm not knocking again. I'm not knocking my counterparts. I, I work with my counterparts all the time. You know. But I also understand, according to statistics and numbers, if we don't start owning more and going to go get the money from Big Daddy, right? Nobody else has a budget like them. So if we don't go access that money instead of access, try to access money from each other all the time, you know, we're not playing the game right. We're not playing the game right at all. And those are the biggest misconceptions with the government, man. Um, and I'm really just trying to really be here as a as a resource to dummy it down because it's very, very scary, especially when you talk to people about government contract, they will scare the shit out of you <laughs> with big words and all of these uh, uh, requirements that they say. And I'm like, look, it depends on who you talk to about stuff. They only know what they know. It just so happened. I'm a seasoned vet and I know a whole lot of shit. So, um, and I don't believe what most people say. I go seek the truth for myself. And nine times out of 10, most people don't know the truth for themselves. So I usually just don't believe what a lot of people talking about. <laughs> uh, really? Sure. I did have two things, but I forgot them. I was sitting here <laughs> listening, soaking up all this knowledge. And I was trying to keep them in my head, but <laughs> I had two things that I forgot. Maybe they'll come back. <laughs> hey, you can sell liquor to the government. Just trying to tell you. Hey, classics. <laughs> here's here's the thing right um and and i'm literally uh thinking about going into dc because i just got a membership at the gathering spot so i'm thinking about uh, doing some work down there because like local restaurants and we're in the dc area so it really works on the federal side you know these people gotta eat <laughs> I, what you mean you're not registered in the government to feed these people that's down the street you are literally cheating yourselves out of money. I had this one restaurant. Well, he's like, man, you know, I wanted to do it, but the contract was for $900,000 and we don't have the capacity. 
Like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? You don't have the capacity. Do you think they're about to... <laughs> That's the thing. They didn't take the time to read, right? It was 900,000 over four years. They weren't ordering the damn 900,000 in one day. Like, read the goddamn contract and just read what they're asking. Because it was over time. It was a contract to lock in $900,000. Like, you're guaranteed that you're going to get $900,000 within four years. Don't know how it's going to come. It could come all at once, but they wouldn't give you a four-year contract for that. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to come all at once. We even had um, a young lady. You you could look this up on um, Google. I tried to call her, man. She's so impressive to me, but she's stupid at the same time. I hope she hears this. Uh, but she won millions of dollars during the hurricane for Puerto Rico when they got destroyed. Uh, and again, here comes the greed factor. You know, she was supposed to provide these people with food. Do you know she won millions of dollars and gave these people a brown paper bag lunch with peanut butter and jellies in them and still didn't give everybody enough? You know, so I'm like, holy cow, like, yo, that's money right there that anybody could do if she just would have called another catering company who knew how to handle overseas catering and she would have been good to go. But she let it go. Where do you start to write a proposal? Ooh. Yeah, million dollar question. Yeah, Miss Just Ask Andy. We see you in the comments. Good. Question. All right. So when it comes to proposals, one, I don't like to write proposals. You don't have to write a proposal. That's the beauty about it. This is why you're going to strategically use those certifications and we're going to use the government against them. So we never write proposals. In my 10 years, I have never ever written a proposal. That's not saying I don't know how to write proposals. Okay. But instead, anytime if I do need to write a proposal, instead of me taking the lead to be the company that has to write the proposal, I just go get a company that I know has a whole factory of proposal writers and they can knock this shit out in a day, right? Well, not in a whole day, but it takes a little longer, but they can knock it out. Where opposed to me, you know, I don't have the bandwidth and the manpower to do all of that. Uh, can I sit down and do it? Yes, I've done it before for another company. It's not something I enjoy. All right. So that's my first thing that I would tell you there. Now, if you really wanted to write the proposals, um, this is my step on how I write proposals. The, this is how I do all business. Um, I'm a cheater. I tell you, I've been cheating since grade school. I ain't, I'm not done cheating. You know, the teacher told you, look on your own paper for the answers. Hell no, move your arm. I need to see the answers. Uh, I don't know any great person who doesn't have a book in front of them to look for the answers. So I take the same method when it comes to proposals. If it's not a new opportunity, they have to make this old information available to you. It's something called a FOIA, F-O-I-A. OK, you can order a FOIA of the previous opportunity. It is going to cost you some money, but when you order the FOIA, it will tell you everything about the last contract. It'll give you every proposal that was written to it. It'll give you the exact contract that was written before, and it'll give you the price. Now, I'm not saying that the next contract is going to have the same price and the same problems, but damn it, it ain't going to be too far off. So literally, I take this information, and now that helps me uh, be in the right direction to write a great proposal for myself. 
as well as uh, I do, you know, I, I have a um, list of proposal questions that uh, I share with my um, consultant, with my clients, I mean, uh, and you pretty much have to ask these pre-interview questions before the contract hits the street. Once a, uh, a RFP is what they call a request for proposal. Once a RFP hits the street, they can't talk anymore directly. They can only answer questions during a Q&A segment. But before that, I mean, you can ask the government all types of questions. So we try to make sure that we get in front of the contract before it hits the street so we can ask all the questions that we need. And then we go in front of the proposal team and then they get busy. I hope that answered your question the best. And by me, by all means, you don't have to write these proposals. Hey, it's about to add it with the questions. You guys, you got a couple more if you down to ask. Had, uh, well, you said something and it sparked one of the things I wanted to say about contracting and getting into entrepreneurship is uh two statements I heard. One said that uh C students run the world or build organizations and they hire the A students to work for them. You know, speaking of, like the college level. So that was like kind of going along with the stuff you were saying and that's crazy you know what i'm saying you don't like you don't necessarily have to have a degree or you know just outsource the work mm-hmm. I, I am your c student <laughs> you know getting the a is too hard c's get degrees too <laughs> hey you know the paper is the paper i i've never hired any employee and asked them did they have an a or a c uh, and that's me. So I don't know how other companies do it, but I don't give a damn. Like AC, whatever. I really don't care if you got a degree. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing. Yeah, I was working. Uh, so my stepmom, she had a uh, a government contract for education when I was in college. I was tutoring math students, you know, like, and I was making like thirty dollars an hour. And then, like, I was, I was looking at math at that position into like me getting like private contracts on my own to work with like parents that wanted me to two day students. So, hey, look, you know, you can go to your local community college and they got contracts right now. You can literally teach a course at your local community college under a contract. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have something that you believe should be put into education systems to be taught, go to your local community college. Like, go to your local high schools. They have budgets there for you. It's just, yeah. again, people complain on the internet, but just fucking go to the people with the money and, and talk to them. Like, they're not on the internet, so they don't give a damn about you complaining on the internet. Like, <laughs> they owe. Like, go. Go sit down in front of them like a human being and watch what results you get. Now, I'm not saying that everybody uh, is just like all willy-nilly, but again, if you know policies and procedures, I'm not sitting down. Bro, when I go sit down to talk to these people, I'm not really sitting to ask them for anything. Like I'm, I'm more so sitting to let them know that I have this knowledge, and if you don't bust a move, I am. <laughs> you don't want me to bust a move because I get real loud when I bust moves. Like I'm calling everybody that I can imagine calling. That is the news too. You know what I'm saying? So they just don't want this smoke. And so if you're familiar with a FEMA contract, how would one get connected with the FEMA contract? Yes, Andy, I'm glad you asked that question. 
Um, so actually, this is one of my favorite organizations to not write proposals. <laughs> they don't have time, man. They, they, they cannot. So the proposal process is a long process. I mean, it could be anywhere from three months to a year, if not longer. So uh, FEMA, they're, they're for disasters. I, can, I forget what the hell they stand for. Um, but anytime hurricanes come in or outbreaks or, I mean, all of your disasters that happen, FEMA has to answer. And again, this is just a government organization. They're not, they don't know how to remove debris, build houses, like rescue people. No, that's us. We know how to do that. You know, we have the companies to do that. So literally you just take your company, get it registered in FEMA. Of course, you got to go to SAM.gov, get your company registered. Then you go to FEMA.gov and you figure out them, figure out how they talk and operate, what words they use. And then all of a sudden you just put yourself right in the mix. And now they really use those set aside certifications that I was talking about because they have to hurry up and get money out to stop the floods or um, to repower a whole state. They don't have time. So however they can figure out how to get the money to you right now, they'll do it so you can go ahead and perform the job. But again, I love me some FEMA. Federal Emergency Management Agency. She done spell that thing out, you know, third coast, you know, she from Houston. She didn't know that FEMA stand for you know what I'm saying? Hey, that, that's the girl who, so the girl who won the uh, food in Puerto Rico that I was telling you about, they got all that money. She got it through a FEMA contract because, again, FEMA didn't have time to vet the company to see, like, if they would have vetted, they would have noticed the address was a damn hole in the wall, and they should have never gave her all that money to produce that food. But they just don't have time to vet through people uh, when natural disasters happen. So, yeah, we got we got we got a couple more questions. You know, we got just ask Andy on here, but Instead of asking Andy the questions, Andy's asking the questions tonight, but it's okay though. So how do you find out the budget within your community? Uh, so that's that's a great question. Um, uh, I can't really answer local and state as well as federal because federal, like, it's not going to change. Um, local and states, every state is their own business. Every local is their own business, so they operate differently. But what I would advise you to do is look for something called the EDC. Uh, it may be called something different in your local area, but the economic development. Uh, and they understand the 10-year plan. Every single county state has a 10-year plan. If you could understand what they plan to do in the next 10 years, then you could figure out how to position yourself amongst that budget. Um, and when I say position yourself, again, I'm not saying that you have to do the work. Like, can you position the team around to do the work and then you just get the contract? So uh, that's how I would go about that, getting that budget. Now, for the federal government's budget, um, of course, you know, the White House, the 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 uh, president's got to approve the budget um, as well as every single agency is going to have something called a forecast. So you could start literally typing in the government agency followed by the word forecast, and you should be able to find the 2021 um, opportunities that they're already thinking about, right? So that's another beauty. Like I could see what opportunities that they plan to uh, 
put out there all the way up to the end of the year. So now you could plan around that stuff and start to network, get in front of the decision makers, because at the end of the day, yes, they say fair or equal. But uh, we know business is done with who you know. So you want to make sure that you're getting in front of those people so they can get to know you a little bit better. For sure, for sure. So you mentioned Sam.gov a lot as the go-to website regarding government contracts. Is there any other websites that the people may need to know about if they're seeking these contracts? Yeah, so Sam.gov, actually, they're uh, pushing all of the websites previously into this one website now. Uh, so you really want to become familiar with Sam.gov. Uh, and I'll give you this site, uh, I like my money peer.com. So I like my money peer.com. I have a resource guide there that you could download and it'll actually give you every link to all of the free resources uh, for the government. Um, they have usaspending.gov and fpds.gov, Frank Paul David Sam. .gov. Those are going to be sites that have already awarded contracts on. So you can do your research and see where the money's being spent and who is being spent with. Um, I actually use this cheaters method that I teach. Again, I don't like to create things new. Instead, I'm going to find winners and then I'm going to make myself look like winners for what I want to do. And if they're giving me all the stuff that they won by, it's very easy for me to make myself look like them. Um, so that's the approach that I use with those. Uh, you're also going to get access in that uh, guide that I told you about some organizations that the government has, uh, the PTAC program, uh, the SCORE program, uh, PCRs. Again, I know I'm just flying through this stuff, but you'll, you'll get used to it. Uh, but these organizations have already been paid hundreds of millions of dollars to help you through this process of government contracting. Now, I'm not saying that they're the best people to work with, but, you know, if you don't have the budget or you really don't have the money, um, you can figure it out with these guys. You might have to put in a lot of grunt work because they're here to help out everybody, not just you. Like they don't work for you. So they're not going to just work for you uh, and understand that. Don't get emotional about what they're saying. Uh, but the resources there to help you and guide you along that process. So I think that's a couple sites that could help get people started in that direction, uh, as well as, you know, um, I do teach this information and consult and uh, we can help get you going there, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right, we definitely appreciate those government contracting gems. You know, we got more gems to come real soon. Man. They don't oh, know yeah. that. Hope I don't know that, though. <laughs> 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 I ain't did this all episode. I gotta do this. <laughs> yes, sir. And if you if you just tuning in, we just you just missed a whole lot of gems on government contract and how to attain government contracts for your business, for your small business, for your minority owned business, for your woman owned business, for your black owned business. You you just missed all of that. So damn. This this information will still be up here tomorrow. You just gotta start it free. Zero minutes and zero seconds, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, my real estate people, I, I, I listen, I see so many people talk about they want to do real estate, right? And I laugh every time. You know, the cheapest form of real estate is with the government and they have the most real estate. So take this. You can get a real estate contract right now and never be a real estate agent by going to the federal government. 
what will happen is, is they'll they'll tell you a um, a zip code and then they'll give you a mile radius of where they want to rent some locations, lease some locations. Hell, all you got to do is have a real estate agent friend, give them the parameters, tell them to find the building. You call up the building owner. How much does it cost me to lease this out? They tell you, I don't know, $18 per square foot. You tell the government $28 per square foot. And then you just became a real estate investor or whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't, I don't know what people call it, but um, that's that's millions of dollars in your pocket to be a real estate, whatever. And you ain't know nothing about real estate. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot to the real estate. Hey, man. All right. So, uh. Yeah, man, he dropping gems on here tonight, man. Shout out to Dr. Travis Davis in here dropping the gems. I got to give him a round of applause. Yeah. Round of applause. <laughs> for all of that. I like my money pure, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dot com. I like my money pure. Dot com. Make sure y'all tap in. We, uh, we lost it for a minute, but I'm sure he'll be right back. No, I'm still here. My, uh, my, my camera, the battery died on me, so. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Add a fire and back up. Now I'm back. There we go. You know, you keep batteries on deck out here. I can't do the computer camera. It ain't crispy enough. <laughs> you got that HD, man. You moving like... You got that HD camera over there, man. You got hey, no man I, got, I got three of these. I got three of these Sonys. They're expensive as hell, but uh, they change life, man. You get, can't play around with your camera work. That's the A6600? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, you doing it big. You doing it big over there. <laughs> do you uh do you allow that uh do you allow do you uh allow your cameras to get utilized when people rent out your space? Hell yeah. Hey, listen. Everything with me is for sale. <laughs> I mean, I don't have an emotional attachment to nothing. My car, my house, these cameras, my I keep my laptop. You can't have that one. But anything else, it's for sale. Even my nephew, something back here. You wanna, you wanna uh, utilize him for a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? We could make him work too. But uh, no, yeah, all of this stuff. Um, there's actually apps that you can rent out um, video equipment, lights. Uh, so I do rent those out as well as sometimes I, I do events here at my house using an app called PeerSpace. And um, I turn my studio, I turn my garage into a studio. So sometimes people come here and they'll forget their camera. And I'm like, oh, well, I can charge you for that to use mine. <laughs> and they'll end up paying me for that. Or I'll end up even being that damn cameraman. I don't know a damn thing about cameras. Like, <laughs> like well, with this camera, it, it does all the work. So as long as I hit the record button, like people swear that I'm a cameraman. And I'm like, oh, it's just the camera. But whatever. Like, you like it, I love it. <laughs> I'm getting better though. You know, the more you do it, the better you get. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, definitely going to get better. You asked him, man. He the same guy that got uh, Teslas on Toro, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? The prize possession, the Tesla. He like, yo, you could just drive my Tesla. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. Don't Everything care. for sale. <laughs> Everything for sale. Hell, I'm even thinking because. Uh, I got a lot of stuff that I'm trying to do here in the future, so I'm debating whether to sell this house or continue to use it on peer space and stuff like that. But um, I've been getting my real estate to try to make it make sense to buy the house with the car, you know, because I got the other four working, but one car stays with me. So I was trying to see if I could just offload it all, like, 
because I don't want to keep the car because I want to fly somewhere else and start back over. So sell everything, get it all out, and then let's go back from scratch again. Yeah, That's a sweet it. deal. I bought a house that came with a Tesla. I don't know too many <laughs> people say that. <laughs> you got to do something like she said. You got to like gift it and some things to make it make sense on paper because you can't. Nobody's ever sold a car with a house like that. So anyway. you got to make it make sense. For all the people that's listening, that sounds like a problem that the government might need solving. You know, he ain't, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he ain't lied about that. That might be a might be a hell of a house sale, man. Like, hey, look, we already got you loaded up. Just come get this house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of like the private auto sales, they put it as a gift so down the person that bought it won't get have to pay the taxes on the damn on the shit. Mm-hmm. That's how that work. But yeah, they. Definitely a smart move, you know what I'm saying, to avoid the taxes. Yes. The government want their taxes, but we we, <laughs> we want we want some shit from y'all too, you know what I'm saying? We want- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, well one thing that I you know, when I when I use the term pure money, you know, yes, it's about government contracting, but it's really about studying money. Uh, studying money for a very long time. And your largest expenses again. This is why I say it all depends on who you talk to to understand their perception of reality. So you know, people say homes are assets. I don't know how that's an asset. If I follow your terms, then I'll end up buying three houses by the time I get done with your deal that you told me was an asset. You know, so that can't be an asset to me. And as I started to listen to things. You look at uh, they're always talking about jobs and, you know, um, how many jobs is put back into America. Well, I can also do the research and tell you how much the average job pays. So now I know, like, we're not resolving too many problems if I could tell you what everybody's capped at. So once I started studying money, well, if you cap me at fifty thousand dollars and then you tell me my largest two expenses of my life is my car and my mortgage and you take. 50% of my money for taxes, and we're talking about your W-2 taxes that come out of your check, your sales taxes, your health care taxes, they just leave. You don't even get to see them. So if you take 50% of my money in taxes, you already tell me exactly how much money I can make before I even get to school, because you're going to take some money for that too. I'm really only surviving, like most people are surviving in the negative. Like they're waking up losing money. <laughs> Every day that they continue to go to work, they lose more money. They just don't understand the concept. They can't see it because they're working everything on this damn credit. I can I, I, people drive me crazy with this word credit because they don't know how to use it correctly. So they try to get this credit score, this high credit score, pay people to get a credit score, but they don't know how to budget and use money, and they go right back to where they was before. Where opposed to, I got the concept, well, if my two largest expenses is my car and my house, how do I turn these two things into an asset? I cannot be emotional about a half a million dollar house that if, God forbids, some water comes in this, the whole damn house is going to crumble. It's not worth half a million dollars. <laughs> Too many people spit in your house at one time in the floor cave in. That's how weak that half a million dollar house is. And I'm like, yo, why the fuck am I giving something of this that much value that you want me to every day of my life 
wake up and go to work for this? Oh, no, 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 no. I can't do that. And again, it took a while for this concept to kick into my mind. So then I started looking at technology, man. And I mean, you know, I haven't paid the mortgage in uh, it's like going on nine months or something like this. I haven't paid the car note in I don't know how forever. I just keep getting more Teslas. Right. Because again, I'm not emotionally attached to these things. If I talk to my friends, they think I'm goddamn crazy. Like, what, what do you mean you got strangers driving your cars? Bro, I don't, Tesla don't care about me. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't give a damn about that man's car. I just needed to keep running. <laughs> Tesla, you keep running. I ain't got no problem with you. You ain't got no problem with me. But I'm damn sure not giving you that much respect that you tell me what I can and can't do with my life. Hey, bro, try these damn cars. But what I do know is a lot of people are emotionally attached to Tesla, so I could upcharge just because I got a Tesla. Right, you, you help me make more money with your emotions. So fuck it. I'm going to drive these emotions all the way to the bank. Gems. You know what I'm saying? He got the no emotions and business. <laughs> you got the strategy, man. If you listen to him, he's telling you the strategy. You just got to down. Don't take shit personal. Just look at it as business. Business. Don't it's be thinking all this personal. That's 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 what he's telling you. So yes, yeah, sir. I, I, I tell you, if you if you if you get five million dollars today, I don't think you take too much stuff personal. <laughs> I'm saying like, all right, get this money, man. People need. To, People need to get money. We need to talk about money. We need to love money. Like, and I'm not saying go crazy about money. I I talk about it so much because I care about my time. Like, my time is ten times more valuable than money could ever be. Than most people, like I I don't value anything more than I value my time. But I do know in order to get my time, it costs money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So get as much money as you possibly can, as fast as you can, and then you can live the life that the man upstairs puts you on this earth to be. It just so happened the system took away your creative capability because they told you to go get a house and a car and told you to go to school. Now you got to go to work because you can't live a life of freedom because you got this debt on your head. Get rid of that debt and watch how the universe opens up for you. man. This is why I'm here today. This is how I get to fly around, talk to people and do all of this stuff. Like watch my nephews. Like I get to do all of this freedom. Because I've generated the money, and now the money makes more than I ever could. <laughs> my money make more money than me. I could I could break my leg today, and I mean I don't care, bro. My money's still working. Now I'm not saying I don't want more money, but I've positioned my money as an employee. Okay, I put it in the right positions that it can go to work, and no matter what happens to me, that money gonna work. <laughs> and that's when you get freedom, man. When money is making you a hundred thousand dollars, eighty thousand dollars, no matter what you do, it's gonna keep. It's, it's just gonna do its thing. But you gotta accumulate that first, right? This ain't no take a hundred dollars to a hundred thousand dollars. How some people be trying to do in the stock market and stuff like that, which is insanity. Um, but if you figure out how to make a hundred thousand dollars, then you let the hundred thousand dollars. Make another hundred thousand dollars. Don't go blow the hundred thousand in a new BMW or a new car. Come on, man, I gotta get the forties. I gotta get the forties though. That's how people. <laughs> hey, and that's how you get right back in round one. I gotta get the forties, man. I gotta ride the forties. <laughs> Straight back to the bottom. 
with that method, man. And that's what we also have to uh, stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, we get this money and we go give it to, again, businesses we don't own. <laughs> they don't mind giving you more money when you about to go buy all their shit. Like, they're just giving you money for you to give right back to them. Hey man, my, my first day of college, I had a professor told me this. Uh would tell me this. Um if a if a thousand dollars was on the ground and Bill Gates was walking by that thousand dollars, he would lose money by stopping and picking up that thousand dollars. That might have went at over that, some people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at, at, at that moment. I don't know. I was. I guess I was in a different headspace because everybody was like, "What? He crazy? I'm gonna pick up a thousand dollars." I was like, "Y'all missed the message, man. He gonna lose money by picking up a thousand dollars." So pretty much, he make more than a thousand dollars in the time it would have took him to damn pick up that thousand dollars off the ground. Yeah, pretty much more than a thousand dollars. But and that ain't even the the bigger picture is if he's walking, he ain't even working like. Like I Dr. Travis was saying earlier, you don't even see these like CEOs and all these, but like you don't see the like owner of these companies. So if he's walking, bro, he ain't even working. He walking. Uh, look, He'll I'm, lose money by stopping to pick up a thousand dollars. I'm glad you <laughs> said that, right? So when you said that, what I heard was Bill Gates systems that he's already created generates him too much money to stop walking in his path to do something different. To pick up that thousand dollars, like, why would I stop? What I know makes me way more than what's sitting on the ground, like, and that's what a lot of people mix up in, right? Like, they have the million dollar game plan, but then they get their ass on Clubhouse and they hear somebody talk about how to make a hundred thousand dollars over here, and they stop the game plan to look over to the right. It's like, well. I mean, you know, you just went to go pick up that thousand dollars, so you about to lose more because now you got to learn how to use that thousand dollars that you never operated before. That takes time and energy and money. <laughs> big facts, big facts, man. You, uh, we appreciate you coming through again for the second time. You know, the first time was lit. Second time is lit. You know did you tell him? Should we? You want to say it on live, man? You want to say it on live? You talking to me? Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Did, did you tell him already? Hey, I want I don't want nobody to feel that type of way, but oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So um, as of right now, man, the fourteen oh nine stat box. You know what I'm saying? We it's NBA playoffs and everybody talking about stats. You go on ESPN, they talking about the stats. So the fourteen oh nine stat box, man. Your first episode is the most played episode as of what was it was like two weeks ago, a week ago. Now nah, it's been the most played for a minute. That shit just keep going up. Like it's keep going up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, we gotta make up. we gotta make this episode beat the last episode. Yeah, that shit yeah. Crazy. like we look at that shit like damn, that shit done got five more. It's like three months ago. And that shit's still- <laughs> going, it's going. Keep going, keep going. I don't want to take nothing from all the other like dope entrepreneurs and creators we had that was dropping some sauce and spilling some beans and dropping the nuggets, the gems, whatever you want to call them. I don't want to take away from that, but I just had to, you know what I'm saying? Let you know. 
know what I'm saying? Nah. Just an appreciation from 1409. You lean the stat chart right now, man. Uh, hey, I, I appreciate <laughs> you, fellas, man. I, I truly appreciate you, fellas. And um, definitely, it couldn't happen without you two amazing interviewee interviewers um, doing the hell of an interview job that you guys are doing with everybody, man. I appreciate it. And you guys are bringing light to the show. It's something different. It's something amazing for the community and people are tuning into it. And I, I rock with Hello Houston. You know what I'm saying? I've been trying to catch up. I think our room time has changed, but I'm I'm going to try to jump in those rooms more often and get into the Hello Houston world. Yeah, yeah. Hello Houston. Also, Houston is our, our biggest market. Our biggest market. You know, and we ain't even from Houston, so that yeah. that's what's up. I think you know now that you said that. Um, I believe Houston might be my third largest. I'm looking at the analytics right now. Y'all know I'm a numbers person. <laughs> um, yes, Houston is Maryland, Georgia, then. Houston. Hey. And that was within the last three months. Houston coming through. I got 988 people out in Houston. Um, we got 1,100 in Georgia and 1,500 out here in this local DMV. Yeah, man. So look at look at look at Andy and Joni in the comments, man. Go ahead and drop your area code, man. Put on, put on now. Uh, go ahead and put on. Drop the area code down there for the people. I love Houston too, man. Hey, y'all been to Houston? Oh, yeah, man. I love, you. I love me some Houston, man. I'm not gonna lie, I love me some Houston. I was there like two weeks ago. You was there Juneteenth? Yeah, I was there Juneteenth. Ooh, I already know. <laughs> I was there in uh, Memorial Day. You know, didn't I went my first year. We had the Kappa convention out there uh, for my fraternity, so got a little. I love oh, Houston. Right. I you love you. Know, you know, that was live right there, you know. All right. <laughs> we all be back there real soon. Like, the Popo don't know that, though. Hey, the Popo, the Popo think it water, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Most definitely. But then, with that being said, what can we expect from you in the near future? Man, um, I'm really working on educating the community about what's going on between government contracting and, of course, just generating more money for yourself. Um, I have a very, very big vision. Um, you know, I, I tell people to think bigger, and I think way, way bigger. And I can't get there without people making more money. So uh, I'm on a path to educate my community on how to make more money. Um, so again, later on, we can team up. So uh, every quarter, uh, I've started doing workshops. So Pure Money Workshop, puremoneyworkshop.com. Uh, we have a new one coming up here uh, July 30th, 31st, August 1st. Uh, and we're actually diving into affiliate marketing, what some people call it. I call it partner marketing, um, social media marketing, creating systems, as well as uh, using that money that you create to start to go make money. So we're going to have a cryptocurrency and stocks and options specialist in the house. I know these things, but uh, I like specialists to talk about um, what they know how to do so you can um, attach yourself to them, as well as uh, government contracting. You know, um, I'm very big on teaching people government contracting as much as I possibly can. Uh, so we want to make sure that we do uh, 
spread this information to the community. Let the community know as much about what we have going on as possible and changing their mindset. If I can change your mind, I can change your income. But if I can't change your mind, your income nine times out of 10 is going to uh, stay in the system that they've created. So, uh, yeah, if anybody ever wants to reach out to me directly, officialtravisdavis.com is my digital business card. Um, you can access me across those boards. We actually changed the events. So the gas lit con was the other one. It'll just be puremoneyworkshop.com from here on out. Anytime that we do workshops, you can always find them at puremoneyworkshop.com. And um, I don't know, are we going to tell her uh, I'm trying to get the next workshop, actually? Um, hey. Uh, Hey, uh, uh, eight, uh, eight, eight, three, two, seven, yeah. one, three, five, one, two. <laughs> Shout out to the, the three, four, six, the eight, 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 three, two, the two, eight, one, and the seven, one, three. They got so many area codes. I had to think about it. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely trying to come out there, um, do the next workshop out that way. Uh, educating again the community on what's happening out in Texas, man. You guys got a lot of government money in Texas. Um, that you have rights to. I mean, you're gonna say you got rights to that money, and they need to they need to come up off of it. But you gotta again make sure that you show up and show out in the way that they know how to do business, not the way that you believe that they should know how to do business. Uh, so we're gonna make sure that we teach the community on how to make that happen when it comes to those government contracts. Thanks. If you need money now, don't call JG Whitworth, man. <laughs> Go to PureMoneyWorkshop.com. There it is at the bottom of the screen right there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> hey, if you truly do need money, though, you want to take some loans out, look, I don't mind lending out money, but I'm letting you know, like, if you thought the bank took things away, I'm coming for your life if you don't pay my money back. So, I mean, it ain't personal. It's just business. I'll, <laughs> I'll take your house from your mother if I have to. It ain't personal. It's just business. Oh, ain't no emotion attached to that. Nah, nah. Uh -uh. I just like to give a heads up. If you take money from me, don't think I won't take everything that you got to get my money back. <laughs> facts, facts. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got the uh, we got what you got going on in the future. Who we asked you this before, but who would you like to see on fourteen oh nine podcast? You know what, man, Connie, man. Get Connie up here. I, I, I think Connie is a uh, tremendous value add to the uh, entrepreneur systems. Well, she's systems, so Connie S. Falls stands for systems. Uh, but it's a it's a, a skill set that we all need to learn about um, because a lot of us are doing busy work right now. And when you learn how to implement systems into your business, you'll realize that one you're too valuable to be sending goddamn emails all day, right? And two, like these systems can get your time so you could be a better person. Your time should be spent making money, not the processes and procedures behind making the money. Like that's why you pay somebody else to do it. They could do things for you quickly for a whole lot cheaper than what you can. And when I say cheaper, you should be the one on the street making your business a million dollars. So if your voice makes your company a million dollars, your ass shouldn't be sitting behind there sending out emails all day, if you understand what I'm saying. So, yeah, Connie, Connie, I would definitely think would be a, a tremendous value add. And Lawrence, man, y'all got 
Uh, the, the, the young crypto god out here, Lawrence Eggleston. Um, I've never heard a young man of his age speak in the manner that he does, especially uh, when it comes to talking about investing in cryptocurrency, the stock market. He really takes his time, explains it. And um, he's not telling you just jump in stuff to jump in stuff. Like He wants you to get educated on it first, then jump in it, and you'll be good to go. Oh, really? All right. Thanks, thanks, thanks. You know what the next question is. What's your favorite episode? Favorite episode of the, oh, uh, <laughs> the your favorite episode of the 1409 podcast. Not, well, not I mean, yeah, I'm about, <laughs> I'll say it's only right that y'all had already said the other episode was the number one episode so far, so that's got to be the favorite episode. Go I mean, run it I, up. I, I guess you probably could be the only one that picked your episode. <laughs> Everybody else got to pick different episodes. <laughs> <laughs> You got to keep running that episode up. Look, I'm a, I'm a competition person. Y'all done already got me started. I don't want nobody to have more views than mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if you if you can't... So let's say you can't pick your episode. What would you be your favorite episode? Like, you can't pick one of your episodes. Man. Gotta go back, man. I'm trying to think. Oh, see, we got competition. Andy said, "Bring her back on." In the game on, goddamn it! Let's, let's oh, play. Game what? on. What's your schedule? What's your schedule looking like, Andy? We can set. I want. Up. I want Andy. I want Andy to make her next next episode my favorite episode. Okay, let's do it. That's that's what I want to have it. I want Andy to make her next episode my favorite episode. Andy, we not booked for the next two months no more. We ain't booked up like that no more. We 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 open now. We got that shit open now. So that uh, hit us up. <laughs> Gonna make that happen. You know what I'm saying? We had to cut some people off like K Camp. No, <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Schedule much more. Free that schedule up. <laughs> schedule free up. The schedule free up like it like like. Like it, like it need to be. <laughs> so then, yeah. Hey, look, man, y'all, y'all, man, yeah, we we could talk because I'm over here. I seen the cash app, man. I'm like, y'all should get some big clout going out here, some low stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I wanted to ask about that, but you know, I know we was <laughs> we was kind of focusing on a certain couple of things, but you know, oh, part three, you want to do that on your? <laughs> <laughs> It's in part three, all these different money moves. Man, we talk. Look, I I have a just a quick one, man. I got a bit cloud. It's worth about one hundred and forty dollars right now per coin. You know, started it from scratch. It's at one forty right now. It's amazing with the world. Like internet has opened up the possibilities, all types of things, man. Yeah, yeah, that's you. You a genius out here, man, for real. I appreciate that, my brother. I truly do. People gotta give you your flowers. I know people give you your flowers, but we're gonna give you your flowers too. He ain't, he ain't a genius, man. He wise, man. It's an old proverb that say a uh, uh, a smart man to find one way to make a million dollars, but a wise man to find a million ways to make one dollar. Just let that sink in. <laughs> I sure enough do that. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm gonna be coming back and forth to Atlanta more often too, man. I got I'll be at the gathering spot. Um, I got some business that I'm gonna be doing, so y'all probably see me flying back and forth. Here in the next couple of weeks, very often. 
Hey, shout out to Pure Space. You know? <laughs> hey, that's why I can do it. Pure Space. Yeah, I give. I give. I actually make more money when I'm away from my house when I do when I'm at my house. When my house makes more money, not me, my house. That's that's you, know, you just got a vacation house then, right? You work on the road, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's why I'm flying to Atlanta. Um, you know, I'm looking for more space out there. Uh what I'm essentially trying to do is find a spot in every city that people likes to visit because I like to visit them too. So now I can live for free in all my favorite locations and I'm going to get investors to but to get my money out of these projects and give the investors the same thing that I got. Like if they want to visit, give us a week notice. We'll block out the week for you and your family. You ain't got to pay. This is what you invested into. Everybody stays happy. All right. For so for so now we down. We all for you. Shout out to the success. Hey, you want to talk about your you want to talk about your clubhouse for, for get up out of here? Oh yeah, man. I have a clubhouse uh recession proof. You know, again, we're all about making sure that we can educate the community on um having a recession proof mindset first and foremost. As I stated before, you know, we can't get to what I'm talking about, that that bigger vision at six figures, at seven figures. If the mind doesn't believe it can get there, um, it's going to be extremely hard to do it. So we make sure that we do start there first. Once we can get past that hurdle, it's all about the skill sets next. Uh, So we do make sure that we educate you on the different skills that are out here to help you generate revenue. Once we can help you generate the revenue, it's about protecting the money through taxes uh, as well as investments. So we do have specialists on our team that go over. Uh, we have the CPA, our money lady, who teaches us how to protect that money through business. And then um, again, we have some expert traders on our teams that make sure they advise us on how to move that money and turn money into more money. So that's recession proof too. You can go to clubhouserecessionproof.com, register on that site right there. It'll actually kick you to our Facebook group. You fill out that information there, you'll be in our game. When we say gang, is gathering and networking genuinely with us. Uh, but you'll be inside our Facebook group, man. We got amazing things going on in there. Uh, each and every month, we've been doing a health challenge. So we actually just finished up the June 60 this month that was uh, working out six days a week for an hour each day for the entire month. Uh, everybody finished it up strong. So Again, I'm all about building a healthy community and a wealthy community because, again, if I can get you healthy, I can get you wealthy. Together, uh, we can make a tremendous impact. So, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate that and um, for that shout-out there. I, I love that family that I've made over there with that Pure Money Gang that we got going on. Hey, shout-out to that, man. We we just glad that you uh, invited us to be a part of that platform. Cause we, we on there every week teaching people how to podcast, right? We had a good time on there today. We, uh, you know, that's... That's love right there. We 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 uh we start getting we starting to get paid clients and everything like that. Just big facts. That's <laughs> 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 funny, man. You know, I I ran across you two, and um, I don't know, man. It was like the the energy. You know, uh, I just felt it that you know you guys are really here for the people. So I, I remember telling you guys like, look. 
I don't know if y'all are capitalizing off this stuff yet, but yo, if you teach these people podcasting, like I know it will come, <laughs> you know. And podcasting honestly is a great form um, to really get out there. I'm about to start my podcast soon, so um, pure money talk. Uh, we were just talking about money, so um, there's nothing like your voice, and um, the people who make the most money, they make it off of vision and a voice. They don't use their hands to make money. Like your actors, your rappers, um, your, uh, your your Bill Gates, your um, um, Amazon, like they're using their voice. And we have to get in that habit, use our voice more and more. And podcasting is something that you can use your voice on. And one episode could change everything for you. So uh, I love what you guys are doing. And again, I appreciate you educating the community, putting the right people on a platform um, that's trusted. And uh, you guys keep doing your thing. Man, I'm telling you, uh, amazing things will continue to happen for y'all. Yes, sir. Hey, Guala, you ready for that question today? Yeah, <laughs> man, you know I stay with them on deck. I sound like Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog. Nah. <laughs> uh, question of the day, man, uh, is what is one of the strangest ways you met one of your friends? Oh, one of the strangest ways that I met one. And can I go into all the details? Um, hey, we ball busters and blunt, you know what I'm saying? We don't hold it back. <laughs> It was in Vegas. Uh, um, it was just a. It was. It was a. It was a wild night in Vegas. Wild all day. Uh, this is this white guy named Ryan. Man, it's my. That's my guy. Uh, we're at Caesar's Palace. Um, I'm with two of my boys, and he has a table. I have a table. We're like in there jamming. Caesar's has the wackest club I've ever been to. First of all, so I'm like. <laughs> I gotta get drunk to to stay sober and to to not go crazy in this thing. Uh, so then I go there and um, I better have to change my camera. So I go inside of there and Ryan's like, "Yo, how much money you got in your pocket?" I'm like, fifteen hundred dollars." He's like, "I got five thousand. Let's go bet on red." So I'm drunk. I'm like, All right, we go bet on red. It hits red. We gas. He's like. We're partying all night long, man. Hang with me. You're my brother. I'm like, all right, whatever. So we go to leave. He's like, man, I got the limos. We need to go back to my spot at the Hard Rock. I mean, if you guys know Hard Rock Vegas, it was just a wild night. So we go to get to these limos, and he's with his boys. His boys got girls. I got my two boys. We ain't got no girls with us. Uh, there's no room in the limo for us. So he's like, well, tell the girls to go get in the cab. My brothers is getting in with me. So imagine like a group of white guys. These three black guys are coming from out of nowhere. And <laughs> he's kicking his friends out of the limo. Tell them to get in the taxi to put us in the limo. <laughs> so they're like completely heated because we get in the limo. Get in the limo. He has like the penthouse suite at the Hard Rock. Um, I tell my friends before we get there, like, look, you know, what's about to happen? I don't really know if you want to come upstairs because we was going to the strip club afterwards. I'm like, I don't know if you want to come upstairs to put yourself in this type of situation. You know what I'm saying? So uh, one stayed down. The other, like, well, I ain't going to let you go up there solo. So he goes up there with me. 
man, a lot of stuff was happening in this room. And I look at my friend because all of a sudden it's boom, boom, boom. Sound like the police at the door. So uh, I look at my friend. I just tell him, like, yo, I'm sorry, bro. It's about to go down. Like, so what's going on in here? It's a wrap. And we the only black people in this room. Open the door. It's this 6'8", 350-pound white dude, tatted from head to toe. And my man, Ryan, goes up to him and slaps the shit out of him. He's like, Bubba! And I'm drunk. So I'm like, oh, my God, am I seeing, like, what is going on? He's like, Bubba, this is my brother, Travis. You protect him like you protect me. I'm like, Ryan, who the fuck are you, dude? Like, you're doing a bunch of wild stuff right now. He's like, just hear the music. Don't worry about it. We're partying all night. We end up leaving there. We go to the strip club. And he asks me what I want to drink. I tell him Hennessy. My friends want a Hennessy. He buys us all a bottle. Now, we got to the strip club at like 4 in the morning. At some point, I end up passing out. I wake up, and I'm like, bro, we have to get out of here. So I'm like, Ryan, I got to go. He's still wired because they on a whole nother level. <laughs> so they still wired, man. They, they on that, you got Henny, but they got Henny and Cook. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we getting the um, – I wake up. I'm like, hey, bro, we got to get out of here, dog. Ryan's like, take my limo. Go get yourself together, and then we're going to the pool party. I'm like, what? Bro, we leave out of this strip club. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, we've been in this strip club all day long. I get back to my room, and literally, Ryan brings the other limo to come meet the limo to get me back out of the room. And, like, we did this for three days straight. By the time I went to go leave, uh, I had to go to the hospital, bro. I dehydrated. I couldn't walk. Like I was shaking. I it was it was the craziest time of my life messing with Ryan. And then I flew out to Newport Beach to meet him, and um, I seen his real life. Ryan Ryan is a superstar. <laughs> Ryan is definitely a superstar, and I see why he has all the weight and pull that he. Uh, yeah, he got that life that he that he has. <laughs> uh, that's a great oh. story. Yeah, definitely <laughs> Vegas. Wild shit happens in Vegas. No, I had a friend that ended up in the hospital too. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it must be a Vegas thing, man. It must be a Vegas thing. Yeah, they don't take you to jail. They take you to the hospital first. Yeah, yeah. but they got the IVs on the corner now. Later, fight another night. You talking about Vegas? I don't see motherfuckers get taken to the hospital at Murder Beach. <laughs> Yeah, and looking for one of homeboys. Where you at? We'll call us the next day, man. I was I just woke up in the ambulance. My phone was dead. But damn, we was looking for you by hours. The middle in the hospital. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yeah, my, my, my guy though, man. I got called now. You remind me. I talked to him in a little minute. Yeah, I can't think of like a crazy way I met uh somebody, like one of my friends. Like I, I met all oh, met them all. It might have been crazy shit happened after we met, but not <laughs> some crazy shit. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it while you're talking, but I couldn't think of it. I'm trying to think now too. I asked the question. 
I had a story I was gonna tell. Um, I I don't want to like spill too many too many. Um, well, I mean everybody know like we got <laughs> we got a military background or whatever. So my first deployment, man, I was attached to a. I ain't even call the unit out, but this this unit was majority white people. Man, it was like three black people in this unit. Me, including two other guys. And I met this one dude, man. We just wilding out. We uh, So, like, before you deploy in the military, you know, you do, like, your train-ups and shit like that before you go out there. So, we in uh, Killeen, Texas. For all the military folks, y'all know where that's at, man. <laughs> we in Killeen, Texas. And this dude, kind of like how you telling the story of Ryan, he, like, loaded in real life. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man we had we had a uh a script club and the story is crazy because uh i mean i know how sensitive the world is now but it was a uh <laughs> it was a i'm trying to be respectful but somebody a part of uh the pride community a female a part of the pride community you know what i'm saying trying to hang with us so like we was just like jumping from like bar to bar, script club to script club, and we ended up in a hole in the wall, and it was like all busted scrippers. <laughs> but but my guy, he didn't he didn't want that certain person with us because he's like I'm gonna be cock blocking the whole night. So like while we in there, the whole time we in there, he just sending like busted scrippers to this person away the whole night. Like I'm talking about real. Like if you see, if you see these scrippers, like you were like man, what the? He just kept sending them. And made the person real uncomfortable and leave. And I like he made the person leave, eventually leave. So I was like, you know what, man? You know what, man? You might be all right with me, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you might be all right with me, man. Cause like he was just always doing something like crazy. Like, you know, like we go out, if there's somebody there, you know, he don't want him there. He just doing something crazy. Rather it's like mm-hmm paying like raggedy scrippers to go over there and just mess with them the mess up their whole vibe or whatever like just always doing something and it was just funny yeah and that's like my you know so that's my dog for now you know we check in every now and then you know what i'm saying probably like twice a month we'll tap in <laughs> <laughs> sound like good times oh yeah man yeah hey yo cutting up huh Oh man, you heard, come on, bro. You know, you know me. Like, <laughs> should I have to ask that question? You know me. <laughs> All right, so we got that question of the day out of the way. I couldn't, I ain't had no answer today because I couldn't think of no crazy way I went, met nobody. But damn, we got that out the way. Man, Let's, tell, yeah. tell a story how you met me, man. That's crazy enough, right there, man. <laughs> probably want to know that story. How did I, we meet? That shit ain't that crazy. But damn, we had a class together in college and shit. I ain't knew him then. We had like the same boots and shit. So I was like, this nigga got the same boots as me. <laughs> I guess we was looking at each other. We got the same boots. I wanted to say something like, hey, nigga, them boots hard. But then I was like, I was like what the fuck is this nigga looking at? He probably was like, yeah, you couldn't looking at me. I thought I had to, I thought I had to, I don't know, I had to fight out of this class. I don't even know, but he, you know what I'm saying? Like, was this in Atlanta? This is South Carolina. South Carolina. Oh, all right. I was about to say, y'all looking at each other in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, man, I was like, man, I ain't even, you know, it, it was a, what, a, a Thursday class, a Tuesday class? 
I don't know. I ain't you know passed. I know I was in there like <laughs> drunk. I was like, man, I'm in this class. You know, he keep looking at me. I thought I got to fight. Like, I ain't in the mood to fight at the class. You know what I'm saying? I'm already drunk trying to catch my hangover. Catch what the teacher's talking about. You know what I'm saying? Professor up here. <laughs> I ain't even passed that class. That shit. I, I wasn't in the right. I had too much going on. I had too much going on at that point in life. <laughs> I wasn't in the right mind. Nah, I wasn't in the right mind. Prepare for that there, but yeah. So yeah, that's- I, I, I failed two classes, man, and both of them classes I, I couldn't cheat. I couldn't figure out how to cheat. So <laughs> I just went ahead and took my L gracefully. <laughs> hey, it's a technology is a, is a motherfucker now though, as far as cheating. So, yeah. so so look when I first so when I'm in college, the iPhone just dropped. Nobody had Zoom features, so I would take pictures of stuff and spread that thing and be looking at all the answers. Then nobody, I mean, you nobody had that technology, man. And teachers damn sure they know what the iPhone had capabilities of doing back then. Now they got this shit called photo map. You just take a picture of the equation and it'll solve itself. Get out of here, bro. For real. Yeah, facts. Oh, the game is wicked. The game <laughs> is wicked, bro. Nobody yeah, should fail. Yeah. Putting people like me out of business, you know what I'm saying, man? Forty dollars an hour back in college, man. Tutoring, tutoring people. Yeah, that's gonna be a good forty hour. You know what I can do with forty dollars? I'm a college student. You know what I can do with forty dollars? You know what I'm saying? I think the shit showed the work and everything. Like, that shit. get out of here, bro. Hey, look it up. Look it up. It's an app on your own iPhone. Photo. What's it called? Photo math. Hey, this shit crazy, bro. The game has changed that much. Yeah, just draw. Uh, Two plus two with uh times three in parentheses. It is all that shit. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. You have no excuse for failing. Yeah, no. But shit, we, we're supposed to get into this or that, huh? Let's 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 get to it then. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. All right, Instagram or Clubhouse? Oh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Government contract in the peer space. <laughs> that gotta be difficult. I'm gonna be yeah, difficult. Love, love. <laughs> peer space. Oh, okay. Peer space. Houston or Atlanta? Oh, damn. Oh, Houston. Hey. 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 Yeah, those, those were, all three of those were tough for you, I'm sure. Those, those is tough. I'm not even going to lie. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think I had Houston and Atlanta. Whew. Yeah, I had to hit, he would hit you with three hard ones back to back, three difficult ones. Mm. You know, if it wasn't a little, you know, um, just a little different in Atlanta. I would have went Atlanta, but you know it ain't as different in Houston as it is in Atlanta. So I go to Houston route. I feel you. I feel you on that. <laughs> <laughs> different tier. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can get a mansion in Houston for a couple hundred thousand dollars. You can get you can get a nice yeah. size spot in Atlanta, but in Houston, your dollar go even further. 
Shout out to the dollar. You know, cost of living, different different states, different. I know that cost of living in Maryland is hell, though. So I'm about to get up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Uh, you got any this or that you wanted to, uh, you had in, in mind? Say that again. Do you have any this or that that you had in mind? Mm, man, this or that. Well, you know, we could always do a, a, a Apple or Samsung. Apple. Oh, I, I would hope nobody would say anything different. I mean, I got a Samsung TV, but everything else, Apple. Uh, the Apple. Oh, I have, a, I have a Samsung work phone, but it's not by choice. <laughs> Mac or Windows? Mac. You know what? I think we was asked this before, and I was uh so like so on like the capabilities of the Windows because of me in the music world. But recently I have broke up with a certain program that I was only using. It was only compatible on Windows. So I'm like, yeah, fuck a Windows. I already had two Macs, and <laughs> I was gonna build a Windows just to only like work and do my music. But I'm like, fuck it, now. I'm just like strictly Mac everything, iPad, MacBooks, you know, iPhone, BMW, or Mercedes. I gotta go with BMW because growing up, my dad had BMW and shit, and that's that's what I was. More familiar with that's what I rode in first. That's what I was familiar with. So I gotta go with the BMW. I mean, I always like to be different. So like at one point, I wanted a Mercedes because everybody was riding Cadillacs. But then everybody wanted to start to ride a Mercedes, and people weren't really riding Beamers like that. So then I wanted a Beamer. But then everybody started riding Beamers. So I was like, "Fuck it, just give me an Audi." <laughs> Just give me an Audi. Oh man, y'all wow. I got one for you then. Model 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 three or model Y? Well, model, model Y, hands down. Model X over all of them, because I, I need them them bat wing doors to pop up. Uh-huh. But Tesla truck. Whenever the hell is the cyber truck, whenever the hell is gonna come out over everything. Oh man. Ain't even drove the damn thing yet. Oh, that that's what's crazy too. So I remember the last time we was on the episode that's that's currently the most played. We was talking about the Teslas, and I was telling you about you know that I work in the auto industry. It's even more people ever since that episode that's just like, yeah, the production of gas vehicles is about to stop, or they are like marketing heavily the new battery the the you know the fully electric vehicle that they're going to put out in what year and what year they plan on stop making gas vehicles so well well you know you know why right why is that you just looked at the president's budget but <laughs> why why would you keep making gas cars when the president has committed billions of dollars to electric vehicles? And you know you're the damn auto industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make sense if you're getting free money to do something. Hey, mm-hmm. so yeah, Nick, put the ads to electric vehicle. Like, nigga, we will be electric because that's what the president wants to do with our taxpaying dollars. And yeah, that's all you see on down. 
Facebook ads, Cadillac Lyric, coming soon. That's all you see. But, you know, again, here comes opportunity. If all these electric cars are getting on the on the ground, like, I mean, there's so many parts. You talk about batteries. You talk about charging stations. I mean, cleaning companies that can clean cars with batteries as opposed to gas cars. And now we're talking about industries that are going to get shut down. J- Jiffy Lubes. Like, you know, these people got to make pivots. It ain't no damn gas-powered car no more. We don't need you to service vehicles. There is no service to electricity. Like, the only reason cars fall apart is because the gas and oil that goes through them breaks them like salt water in the engine. So we don't have any of this stuff. Like, there's no engine inside of a Tesla. Like, I mean, if it breaks, it was like something that was really meant to break opposed to, you know, something wearing out. Uh, so, yeah, it's a lot that's going to change within the next two, three years in that auto industry that, I mean, hell, you could go again buy an electricity company or something that does batteries and you don't need to know a damn thing about batteries and go get all the contracts that do do batteries. You know what I'm it's just follow the money, follow the money and a whole lot of stuff opens up. Big facts, big facts. Hey, man. Mr. Travis David, once again, we appreciate you coming in. Feel free to plug in anything you haven't plugged in or that you would like to plug in. Oh, man, I think I plugged in everything again um, once a quarter. Make sure you guys check out puremoneyworkshop.com. No matter what time it is, we probably will have some type of event going on. So if you uh, check that out, it will be a pleasure to see you there so you can learn how to generate some more revenue for yourself. Uh, the last thing that I would highly encourage everyone to do <clears throat> is stop thinking about creating seven streams of income and start thinking about opening up seven carts of income. You could take your specialty, your niche of what you do right now and open up seven different carts. That means you're going to be resolving seven different problems with the same skill set and watch how your life will start to change. So. That's just some advice that I got for everybody. And don't forget, check out whitehouse.gov and take a look at that money and follow the money and it'll change your life. Defects. Make sure y'all follow Mr. Travis Davis, Dr. Travis Davis on Instagram, official Travis Davis as well. Tap into the Recession Proof Club on, on Clubhouse. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different rooms on there with a variety of different topics and things. Stocks, you know what I'm saying? You got the CPA on there talking about finances. You got government contract talk going on on there. You got nonprofit talk on there. You got podcast talk on there. Make sure y'all tap in, man, for sure, for sure. And y'all know where y'all can find us. We don't always press record TV. Download that on your Fire TV or your Roku player. Always oh, got some new shit. I ain't heard about that one. Yeah. Yeah, nobody grinds like us network. We on there. Uh make sure you download that on your Android or your Fire. I mean Android or your uh iPhone. And we have a directory as well for podcasts, photographers, videographers. And we're gonna have DJs on there soon, a directory of DJs, because people may need DJs. So you can find that at the Gemini Media.com. You know what I'm saying? Anybody Thinking about starting a podcast, you get that thing, go and get that listed on our directory, man. So you can go and tap into some some audience, some audience, some different regions, you know what I'm saying? So then definitely do that. And Instagram, what's in on nine podcast, 
Twitter, Facebook, all that 1409 podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, 1409 podcast. Follow me on Instagram at 843 Ambassador. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you're shopping with Express Clothing. I'm an ambassador for Express. So hit the link in my bio on the 843 Ambassador page on Instagram and check out what they have for you on Express.com. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's your boy Guadalupe Swirl, man. You know what to tap in with me and on IG at Guadalupe Swirl. Music on all the screaming platforms, man. You know, I do want to say this for the people that was rocking because I was getting a lot of DMs about this. Yeah, I had to pull the album down. I really don't want to talk about it. Can't kind of talk about what's going on. I had to pull the album down, but, uh, you know, I'm always working. So be on the lookout for something to replace that. You know what I'm saying? Until I could get the album reconstructed and back up there. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I want to throw into um, we are starting again our money mindset meetup, uh, where we actually meet up uh, every day reading books. Uh, we read for an hour. Well, we read thirty minutes, and then we have an open discussion for another thirty minutes to make sure you comprehended what we read. Uh, that happens Monday through Friday. And then on Sundays, we actually go through goal planning on Sundays to make sure we can hold each other accountable for the week. Uh, if anybody's interested in that, you can just shoot me a message on Instagram and a DM. Shoot me a book emoji. If you send me words, I will not answer it. Just send a book emoji and we'll be able to get you started with that Money Mindset Meetup. Already you heard the man. You know what I'm saying? Tap in. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, like we said. You know what I'm saying? Follow Dr. Travis Davis on Instagram at official Travis Davis. You know what I'm saying? Head to officialtravisdavis.com. And it's the 1409 podcast. And we out. Peace.